Welcome back to Ask the Guru, the podcast where we answer those big questions like, who am I and why am I here? Thank you so much for joining me on this path or quest for the answers. I am so excited to be back with you. It has been far too long. It's, you know, trust me. It's not that I haven't been thinking about you. (laughs) You've been on my heart and my mind. I've just been doing all of the things, you know, seeing all the people, traveling, and um, and now and now I'm back. Here I am with with my experiences and a little bit of, I guess, a grasp of what people are going through. Um, I sat down today and said, "What do I want to talk about?" And I thought, you know. I want to talk about what's been going on in my experience, um, in my life coaching, in my writing, in my experience with people. What have I been noticing lately that people are struggling with? What am I struggling with? And, um, And this is what I decided to talk about. I wanted to tell you, first off, uh, sometimes in this world, we start to feel, even if we're surrounded by people, we could have, I just came from the World Culture Fest, and there was 650,000 people um, on the Nations Mall in in Washington, D.C. It was so incredible, Um, people coming together in meditation and oming, all to talk about peace and love and, you know. It, it was it was so incredible, and um, and there we were, you know, again surrounded by six hundred and fifty thousand people, and I just wondered how many people felt alone, felt like unseen in in that space, and this is something that so many of us deal with. We walk through life um, passing, you know, hundreds of people on the roads and on the streets and maybe in your job, and yet you feel like nobody really sees you. Nobody really knows who you are. And at one point in our lives, I feel like in, in past generations, this was the norm. You, you go to work, you, you do your thing, you go home, and there wasn't really an expectation of something more. But there's been a transition that's happened within our society, and now we're all seeing it. I mean, let's, let's um, just call it out as it is, but there has been a complete dismantling of our entire world, essentially, everything that we've come to know as our society is starting to looked at, be looked at. You know, old beliefs, um, you know, the are just being shattered, dismantled, and 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 if something's being broken and taken apart, then it needs to be rebuilt. And what are we rebuilding? What are we creating? I mean, we could view this as a magical time. I I love it when people start looking at systems and going, okay, at one point these served us, but now we need to start looking at them again and going, hey, is this where we want to stay? Or are we being called to something greater? Is there a new leveling up for humanity that we're all going through? And I think that this is something that everybody on some level is experiencing. Uh, You know, anybody who is trying to stay stuck in their same roles, in their same cycles of, of their day and their life, you know, the going to work and the coming home, you're feeling a little bit stuck, you know, like it's not enough anymore. And, and this is what, um, 
I am noticing an increase in people coming to me and just not feeling like there's passion anymore, like there's purpose anymore. They, they're looking for something more and, um, and they don't know how to get there, you know? And so I'm here to say, you're not alone. You're not alone. Everybody look around you right now. If you're sitting in a coffee shop, you're in your car, that person next to you driving the car, they're feeling the same way. And I, uh, another thing is resistance. You know, we tend to go and beat ourselves up for this. Oh, there's something wrong with me. Why, why isn't this good enough? I have a great job. I have a beautiful home. I have a wonderful family. Why isn't it enough for me? There's something wrong with me. So then a lot of us are responding to this calling to something greater, to this idea of maybe what used to be enough isn't enough, and that's okay. Maybe we should be looking at our lives and starting to dismantle these old ways of being and open up to a new path, a new way. And the, again, the resistance to that, the resistance to I'm wrong, something's wrong here, is leading us instead in the direction of muting those feelings. We're, you know, taking, maybe drinking more or turning towards drugs or turning towards the doctor to be medicated or, you know, therapist to say what's wrong with me and, and it must be something that happened in my childhood or no, what if? What if we didn't resist it? What if we loved that we're being called to something greater? What if we loved the idea that maybe the, the shaking up of our foundation is exactly what needs to happen so that we can start transitioning into a new society and into new ways of being? And what if the reason that you're feeling unstable is actually a gift because it says that you're somebody that is being called towards greatness? You're somebody that is on the leading edge that is, you know, feeling you're, you're connected to the earth. You're connected to the, you know, mass consciousness and you're feeling the dismantling. And instead of resisting it, what if we start falling into it, looking to it for the message that it's giving us? I'm working on the book right now. Actually, I just, I finished the book and now I'm working on trying to get it published, but the book is called What If? The Shapeshifter's Guide to Transformation. And this is a book that really is looking at all of these, these concepts, you know. You know, what if, what if these old beliefs about our society and who we are and our physical limitations and our, you know, just limitations in general, what if we need to start looking at some of those and dismantling them? You know, what if we didn't have to grow old or get sick? What if these old societal beliefs are exactly what are keeping us stopping, stopping us from moving forward, right? It's fear, it's limitation, it's don't push yourself outside of the box. But what if we need to start looking at that? And, you know, the shapeshifter's guide to transformation is exactly what we are all looking at. What if today... You know, the roles that we're playing, the ways that we're showing up, you know, in our relationships and our jobs and, and all of that. What if tomorrow you could choose something else? I mean, we've all done this throughout our lives. You know, we played different roles. If you start looking back over your life and the roles that you play and how you step into these roles and how you behave differently. You know, you're going to talk to your mom or dad in a very different way than you talk to your friends. Those people see you very differently because you're playing a different role. 
you know, mom and dad, you're playing the son. And so you're the reflection of them. You place them in the role of mom and dad by behaving as the son. And when we're playing the role of friend, right, we're allowing the other person to play the role of friend. And that it's, it's all a game. It's all the roles that you're choosing. Right now, look at all the roles that you're playing in your life. Maybe pull out a pen and write them down. What roles are you playing? Including your job. That is a role. You show up to your job and you play that role. You even wear a costume, most likely, you know. Um, and, then, and then you leave the job and you switch roles. You try. Some people, it sort of, you know, rolls into the, their job becomes, you know, their identity, um, a huge portion of their identity, so they never really escape it. And, and these are important things to look at, you know, because you don't have to choose those roles. You could choose something different. You could become something different. You can mold a whole new you tomorrow. You know, so many of us are stuck in this idea of, um, the, of the life of have-tos and shoulds. We wake up and put on that armor to take on the world, and we immediately say, these are the things I have to do or the things I should do. So we right away place these heavy burdens onto our shoulders. And, you know, imagine that what a life could be like if you could lift those burdens. If you could free yourself of the armor, if you could walk through life from a a space of free, I don't have to do anything. I choose to. I am choosing today to play this role. I am choosing to do this. So that in itself, just a simple switching of the way that you're um, encapsulating, you know, just your thoughts and your words and you're choosing them slightly different and just saying, no, I don't have to, but this is what I'm choosing. And I can always choose something else. So many of us today, because of this, you know, resistance, uh, have turned towards, you know, the the muting, the substances that we need to help us sort of ride this wave of, of discomfort as we're maybe breaking through into new levels of self or as we're staying stuck and, and it's starting to get more uncomfortable. And then those become our habits now. Now we're stuck in the habit of the have-tos, the shoulds, but also maybe the, the usage of these, these drugs. And again, it's just a habit. It's another thing that we do that creates you know, something that the body, the physical body, the emotional body, and the mind is reliant on. It is wanting as part of our routine. So if we're going to break free, if we're going to release ourselves from these old ways of being, first of all, we have to say, I'm choosing something different. You know, and, and to, to want to choose something different, to want to be free, we have to believe, we have to be able to somehow see that there is another iteration of self. We have to be able to see that new role that we want to play. So, I mean, many of us look to other people. We, we admire somebody and we go, that's the role I want to play. And we have to ask ourselves, why? Is it because that person seems free? You know? So maybe what we're really looking for is just that freedom. How come they get to choose what they want to be or do? And so I want that. 
you know, we have to really look to the essence of what is calling us into the desire to want to be that person or, or behave like that, that person, or I want that job now, or I want to do that thing. Is it because they have power and really what you're craving is power? Is it because they are free and really what you're craving is freedom? They, they seem uh, confident, strong, they know who they are, and maybe those are the things that you want. So start to really look at who is it that you admire, who is it you look up to, and what are the qualities that they have that you're really looking or admiring, and are those the things that in your life you haven't allowed yourself to have? You pushed down those qualities so that you could stay where you were, so that you could do the things that you feel you have to do or you should do. And if you were to say, I'm going to now step into the role of freedom, well, I've got to free myself of all of these chains that I've, I've placed on myself. So to do that, you have to first say, wait a minute, I can no longer blame the world for putting these chains on me. I can't say that somebody else has done this to me. I say, this is me that's done this. I have placed these chains on myself, which means I have the power to release these chains. And so many times, again, people are, they're stuck in that, that old kind of train of thought that the idea is to get more and do more. You know, and so we keep ourselves distracted in that. It's the have to, the shoulds, and get more and do more, and then you'll be happy. So what I tell people to do, <laughs> try and get happy now. Try and get happy now. And, and even within that, when you're happy, you won't want to wear the, the cloak of have to. You won't want to... Um, put on the shoulds. When you're happy, you, you really want to do things that make you more happy, right? And it's like happiness attracts happiness. You're, you're going to look to, and you're going to, when you're happy, by the way, guess what you want from everybody else? You want them to be happy. So you sort of show up a little differently. And I know this sounds like, yeah, whatever, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, let's get happy. Sounds great, you know, and, and I know that when we're stuck in this world underneath the chains and the boxes, it's really hard to see that light and, and to feel anything that feels happy, right, to get there. So the, the way that I tell people to, to just try and reach for happy is to start right where they are, acknowledge it, don't resist it, go, this is where I am, this is okay, this is where I am. And, and notice where you are, and maybe you're, you haven't gotten out of bed for four days. You know, um, maybe you're, you're feeling so depressed and so heavy under all those burdens of have-tos and shoulds, the weight of the world, the things that you feel you should be doing and you're not, and the, you know, the burdens of you know, resisting, all of that can create this, this heaviness that we've begun to call depression. And it gets you really, really stuck, right? And then we even resist where we are. So now we're stuck and we're mad at ourselves for being stuck and, and that gets heavier. 
And then we're taking substances to try and free ourselves from that, but those substances just make us feel even heavier because now we're upset that we're reliant on the substance. And, and, and then we just get more and more stuck. So even if you're there, and by the way, if you're there, please know, please know that you're not alone and that I love you so much. I see you. I see you where you are, and I want to celebrate you for getting through today. And I want to celebrate you for the tiny things you did today. You know, maybe you just got out of bed for a moment and, and made yourself something to eat. Maybe you had one good thought today. You know, whatever it was, I want you to celebrate the little things. Instead of beating yourself up for all the things you're not doing, celebrate the things that you are doing, no matter how small they are. This is your stepstone to start getting up, getting free. It's you got to give yourself, notice where you are, accept where you are, and find something in that moment that you can celebrate or that you can feel okay about. And there's always a win there, I promise. And, you know, maybe it was that you, you know, reached out to me or you're listening to this podcast, right? You're listening to something positive. This in itself is a win. Credit yourself for that. You know, so no matter where you are on that path, where you are, maybe you're functioning every day, but you're, you know, you're functioning still carrying those weights and those burdens, and it, it feels heavy, you're dragging your feet, and you're hating everything about your life, and you know that your thoughts are more negative than positive, and that sucks, right? No matter where you are, I see you and I love you, okay? And I want you to know you're not alone. And the way out, there is a way out. There, I promise there's a way out. There's a way to the other side. And the way out is not, um, you know, suddenly you're, you're just happy again. It starts with loving yourself right where you're at. Loving yourself right where you are. Grab a mirror, look into a mirror, and say, I see you. I see that you're struggling, and I love you. See, you don't need to hear it from me. I, I mean, I hope you do. But it, my words don't matter as much as yours. You need to hear it from you. You need to hear that you love you, that you see you, and you know, quit, quit beating yourself up, right? You need to hear that you are loved by you and that you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be loved. No matter what, no matter what you're doing now, no matter what you've done, that you deserve it. You deserve to be loved and you deserve happiness. See, this is going to be your step into freedom. And eventually you'll get to a point where you can see who you're becoming, who you want to be, the roles that you want to play, right? But at first, it just begins with a feeling, an essence, allowing yourself to feel loved, to feel freedom, to feel a little bit lighter, to kind of release a little bit of the burden you've been carrying, and, you know, we, we want to, you know, it's really hard these days because there you are feeling stuck and you're looking at Instagram or your social media and you're like, oh, look at everybody else and, you know, I, they're so happy, they're doing so great and then here I am, you know. Or, or you know, maybe on the outside, maybe you're that person posting those things on social media but you don't feel authentic. You're like, if they really knew. You know, all of these things, you're not alone. Everybody else is, is right there with you because the whole world is being shifted. 
So we're all being forced to look at the way that the, the beliefs that society has been built on, the old beliefs, societal systems are being dismantled. There's a whole new, you know, elevation of consciousness that is happening within the entire world. We're starting to look at who we are and as a society and as these new technologies come, as people start to um, have through the internet the ability to see what is possible right? We no longer are just kind of waking up and blindly going through our day, you know, believing that everybody else is doing the same, right? Now we see, hey, wait a minute, this is possible? How come I'm stuck here and they're doing that? And see, it's a choice. They chose that. You chose where you're at. And you can choose something different. This is what I'm here to tell you. You can literally choose anything you want. Your life is yours to mold. You get to be whoever you want to be. You get to step into the roles that you want to step into. You are no longer bound by a society that tells you who you need to be, how you need to show up. You could be free, limitless. You don't even have to choose to believe that getting sick is, is something that you're going to invite into your world. You could choose to believe that viruses don't touch you. And maybe that could become part... And look at that. I love it when things like this happen. Uh, ding! <laughs> the universe wants to confirm what I just said or affirm what I just said. I'm going to go get the door and come back to you. Okay, I'm back and super sorry for that. But um, I do think it's, it's worthy of noting that uh, the bell went off right when I... Right when I said that, because it's something that we should maybe just finish this podcast on, you know, this idea of just loving yourself right where you are and that any moment you can choose to show up in a whole new way. A big piece of that oftentimes is, again, releasing the burden you've been carrying, accepting where you're at, forgiving yourself for everything that you've potentially done in your life. There's a beautiful um, parable that I love to tell about a man that's kind of walking down. Uh, he's, you know, imagine he's in India somewhere in a really busy market, and he does this every week. He goes to the market to grab all of his things, and it's a little overwhelming. It's the hustle and bustle of the market. Everybody's mobbing around and sort of bumping into each other, and he's gathering his stuff, and he kind of woke up with a, a bit of an attitude, just that kind of, that, you know, waking up and irritated, frustrated. And he was holding that energy as he went to the market. And so as he's walking around, everything seemed to agitate him. People bumping into him. Normally, you know, he would just kind of let that go. It'd bounce off of him, but he was irritated. And on this particular day, it seemed like there was 10 times the amount of people. And he was trying to figure out what was going on. Why is there so many people here and everybody's getting in his way? And, you know, he's frustrated and he's irritated. And then finally, somebody bumps into him, knocks his basket out of his hands, and all his fruits and vegetables fall onto the ground, and he's just hit 10 with his anger. He's so frustrated. 
And he's picking up and gathering all of his stuff and people are kicking it and moving. I mean, there's just too many people. Finally, he gathers up as much as he can. And he's like, what is going on with all of these people? Where are they going? He started to notice that they're all going in one particular direction. So he decides to follow. So he stands up gathering his things and starts walking with this crowd and they end up walking somewhere off into the distance just outside the market where they see that somebody had made an altar and set it up in in the middle of this this empty space um, and had placed a Buddha there. So um, the Buddha had come to sort of bless the town or or sit with the town doing a visit and um, he was seated on, seated on a, a pedestal, and everybody was walking up to, uh, you know, to hopefully get blessed. And so people, again, crowds were just emerging and, and rushing up. And this man, now so irritated and so angry, starts to fight his way through this crowd, just pushing people out of the way until he gets all the way up to the front, and he's right there with the Buddha. And he's carrying so much anger at this point. He's so frustrated that this Buddha has disrupted his day, caused all of this you know, craziness to happen, and, and kind of put an anchor into, or, um, you know, I always think of like a cog in the wheel, you know, the wheel of his routine, right? It's been thrown off slightly. So there he is, you know, now mad that he's derailed off of his routine and had all of his stuff fall and everything's going wrong. And, and um, he's standing at the Buddha and, um, you know, the, the, the Buddha goes to, you know, bless him, you know, and so he says, you know, hello, son, and, and leans down to bless him, and the man, instead of allowing the Buddha to bless him, spits on the Buddha's feet, and feels righteous, feels righteous that he's taking out all of this anger that had built up, and he spits on the Buddha's feet, and he walks off, and he goes all the way home, feeling somewhat satisfied with this anger, still reliving it in his mind, right, that he got back, and that's it. He, he took the action to sort of, and yet the satisfaction wasn't necessarily uh, soothing. <laughs> you know, he goes home, and he's trying to work through it. He's wondering, why do I still feel kind of agitated and unsettled? And he goes to bed, and then he wakes up in the morning. Now it's a new day. And he starts to think back over the day before, and he can't believe what he's done. He starts to think, I, I, I can't believe that I, I spit on this Buddha. I, I need to make this right somehow. And so he goes and, and hustles, gets dressed, and goes out into the marketplace, praying that the Buddha is still there. And he's really happy this time to see these crowds are there and all the people rushing in the same direction. So he follows the crowd once again and gets up to the Buddha, fighting his way all the way now with a different sort of fuel behind his energy, right? Now it's, it's repentance. It's I, I need to say I'm sorry. Um, I need to, you know, resolve this conflict that's moving through me now, this unsettled feeling for this action that I've taken. So he goes all the way up to the front and he sees the Buddha and he drops down to his knees and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I just need you to please forgive me. And the Buddha, you know, reaches down and, and holds his head up and looks him in the eye and says, no, I don't, I refuse to forgive you. And the man says, no, no, you must, you must forgive me. And he goes, I cannot forgive you because the man that sits here today in front of me is not the same man that was here yesterday. So there's no need to forgive. See, that's what I want for you. 
I want you to release yourself from whoever you were yesterday or the day before. You are not the same person. Liberate yourself. Stand in the shoes that you are today, knowing that now you can have a whole new viewpoint, a whole new vantage point. Looking back over your life, that isn't you as you sit here today. You know, that was you in the moment, armed with whatever knowledge you had at the time to make those choices. But now, you know, you can rejoice in the fact that you're looking back from a different vantage point. And now you can start looking forward. So it's so important that we release ourselves from our past, that we forgive ourselves. And um, that's where I'm going to end today, I think. And I hope you have the most amazing day, even if your amazing day is, you know, listening to this podcast, looking at yourself in the mirror and just, you know, giving yourself a little bit of love um, or hearing these words from me that I love you. And, you know, I really, I really do. I really love you exactly as you are. I don't need you to change. I don't need you to be different. I don't need you to do anything to earn it. You are perfect. You are whole. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.